0: We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever.
1: How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, For those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you.
0: Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore podcast that explores where we've been and where we may
1: go next in the world of warcraft welcome everyone to live laugh lore episode 66 the show that will check you out if you're you know a book that is each episode will check in this <laughs> that was the worst joke ever <laughs> so lame. i'm so sorry Uh, It'll make sense later. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, We're already having some laughs, and we will eventually talk about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics (laughs) at a time. My name is Allie, the one that still has an eyeball on her head when she enters certain zones. Yeah, yeah, it's squishy. And I'm joined by the one that (laughs) enjoys some good old God whispers as much as I do. It's Jin.
0: I do. They are some of my faves. I love them old God whispers. So good. So good. They're like...
1: (sighs) Hey Jen, what are you doing over there? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that is that what they sound like for you? A little bit, a little bit. They yeah. just ask you, so they they check you out. They're like, hey, what's what's going, what's what's what, what, what's, what's going on, Jen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is
0: that is that what it is for you? Yeah, you you know, we're both fans of uh, Homestar Runner and uh, Strong. Of course, Batman. of course. Um, the old guy whispers remind me a little bit of. Like, it's almost like Strong Bad's, like, weird gross uncle guy or whatever that is. I'm card Gauge for Snark Mortgage. Gauge Gauge. We can help you get a leg up on the pile. Low rates, percent
1: signs, I don't know. Okay. That's okay, okay. Yeah. I can, I can, all right. I'm, uh, I'm glad that's how your old got it's bizarre I don't know but I'm glad. <laughs> it's it's fine anyways hey Jim what have you been up to
0: uh honestly not that much mostly work but because our raid team is officially on let's learn the Razigath fight right now that's what we're doing uh I think we've made it to phase two out of like 15. Nice. It feels like but that's nah, like four so yeah um but we have not got like every single time we make it over to to phase two like feels like Half of us are dead, so it's like meh, let's just wipe it up, and try again. Yeah, but yeah, it's just work because hey, we're recording a week early. Because yes, we are. Yeah, I will be traveling for the next two weeks for work. So yeah, that's that's why I'm prepping for a whole bunch of big go live crap. So yeah, it's gonna be gonna be good, it's gonna be busy. But yeah, that's about it for me. So, Allie, how you been? What about you? Hmm.
1: Well, since it's only been a week, my, I I wish I could say we got Broodmother Mother down just like you. No, no, (laughs) we, you know, sometimes the plague of real life hits every team and last, like we went through all the bosses up to Dathia on Wednesday. It was great. Dathia can die in a fire. Ideally. (laughs) Or I strangle her with tentacles. Um. (laughs) But or stab her with the light. I don't, I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. Um, it's, it's I just want her to die. That's all. I just want her to die. And we're like, all right, no problem. We'll, just, we'll, we'll get to it Thursday. And like real life just hit so many people and so many people were out on Thursday to the point that it just wasn't worth even trying to progressing on Dathia and then getting Brew Mother again. So we just did Brew Mother and Razagath on normal and called it a night. <laughs> Cause that's just what happens. Real life comes first, and that's important to everyone. Real life comes first. That's true. It does. So that's about it. I did the Valentine's or Love is in the Air boss a bunch of times and did not get the mount. And I leveled my rogue a little bit. And that's about it for game. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nothing nothing too exciting. Yeah, same.
0: But that's what happens when you're used to having two weeks to figure out what you did, and now you only. have a That's week. true. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, gee, that didn't do much. Didn't do much. Anyway, we jump into this.
1: Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. <laughs> can we jump into it though? Can't? Can we? Can't we? Of
0: course we can. You could absolutely jump into this.
1: <laughs> hey, Jen, what are we drinking this week? Purple rain. Our purple rain. rain. <laughs> yeah, we're that's what it's supposed rain. to be. Well, it's supposed to
0: be purple. It's purpley, murky rain. Is
1: <laughs> blackish, bluish, <laughs> barely a hint of purple in their Rain.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Allie, why?
1: Why is? Um, why is it not purple? So mad. <laughs> so <laughs> mad, everyone. Okay. Okay, so I'm all excited because we're talking about some books, if you haven't figured it out yet, with my stupid joke in the beginning, right? And it's going to be an old God discussion in the beginning, and I'm excited. So I'm thinking, a purple drink. And I found this one called Purple Rain. So excited. It's got blue, k- cow-, cow, however you say that, <laughs> grenadine, and that's supposed to make it purple and beautiful and vodka. Of course, you have vodka in there. And I'm like, cool. The drink is... The, the picture on the fluffy part of the article, you know, for like drink recipes to happen is this gorgeous, vibrant, beautiful purple. It's it's beautiful. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm so excited. Jen has pink drink last week. I'm going to have purple for old gods. And it's going to be amazing. This drink is not bleeping purple one <laughs> iota <laughs> because we have been lied to. I am convinced much like the old gods sometimes like to lie and deceive and whatnot. This drink <laughs> The makers of this drink lied. I think I am I am convinced that they took the picture of the purple rain drink before adding the pineapple juice because pineapple juice, while it adds a nice flavor, totally Fs with the color of this drink. It is not purple. I took I took a little shot glass with a little bit of blue crocodile, whatever, and a little bit of grenadine. And it was, it was a deeper purple, but it was a purple, very clearly purple drink. Add a little like vodka in there to dilute. It'd be beautiful. Beautiful. And I think that's how they get it. Because the pineapple juice just Fs with the color <laughs> mixing entirely. <laughs> and they're like, just add a little bit more grenadine. That'll fix it. That's literally what the fluff in the article says. They did not fix it. F them. <laughs> this is not purple. <laughs> it is like old god blacky bluey, slight, slight hue of purple. If you look really hard and squint your eyes and try to mentally tell yourself there's purple in there, you will find it. (laughs) But this is not a purple drink. I am bitter. I am frustrated. Grr. (laughs) (laughs) So how's it taste, Allie? It tastes... Like I need more vodka because I had to add too much stupid grenadine and too much blue crocodile. <laughs> How the hell you say that. I'm always saying it wrong. I'm I'm aware of this. I added so much of that to try to make it purple that it's really, really sweet. I mean it's 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 delicious. It's pretty yummy. But it's it's pretty sweet. Like I need more vodka to level out the sweetness going on with this drink.
0: <laughs> Alright. Sounds like a pretty sweet drink. I mean, I personally like it because I didn't try and go overboard. I was just like well, that's the color it turned out to be. Oh well, yeah, might taste good.
1: I mean, the Drink itself, it. So it's pretty good. It's just sweeter than I personally would have it. Yeah. Okay. Just but cool it's sweet. it's good. I just I, f- I was I was lied to. It's not the beautiful <laughs> purple it's supposed to be. I was all thinking in my head these per these pictures or our little our little selfie picture thing are going to be beautiful because it's going to be so purple. <laughs> I even did like purple eyeshadow and I was going like. You're like, oh, look, I have purple eyeshadow and a purple <laughs> drink, and it's uh, No, f all that. <laughs> f it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, all right. Well, it, it is it is really good though. By the way, like, like drinky wise, like I really like it. I uh, Suggest it, even, just,
1: just know. Even if it being really sweet, it's yeah. it is good,
0: honestly. Just know it's not gonna be that color that the picture shows. It's not gonna be that color. Lies. They are lies. Well, uh, I don't, I, I can't do that segue. Speaking of lies, like, no, these aren't lies.
1: Like <laughs> No, patron is not lie. We love our patrons. Absolutely. They do not lie to us and we do not lie to them.
0: Yes. Yes. So oh, Allie has decided to turn the tables, I suppose, and perhaps use her awkwardness and force it upon me. So I don't know. That's like, I,
1: I admittedly did not even change this part of the notes. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm saying keep it. He can do it. It's fine.
0: So here we go. This is exactly what I wrote last week. So uh, you get to hear me say, <laughs> Hey, 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 hi. <laughs> yeah. Do you like supporting content creators that go out of their way to make sure you get the most accurate information as possible? <laughs> How about supporting a show that likes to keep things entertaining as they go? Well, if that sounds like something you're into, stay tuned to the end of the show to find out how you can keep this show and our silliness going. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) That is beautiful. Now I play this.
1: How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? I don't know. You know what? ABK did just such a wonderful job in the last week. Which is a lie, just like the color of this damn drink. (laughs) Hey, surprise, guess what? ABK managed to piss off a bunch of their employees again <laughs> this time <laughs> we're actually only talking about blizzard entertainment sometimes we're like oh we're gonna blame activision blah blah no this is, this is blizzard now granted this may have been orders passed down from activision or abk as a general but whatever doesn't matter they had a company-wide meeting on february 16th and this meeting was intended as a q a to address employee satisfaction survey they did or something the questions they chose to answer during this meeting More about, you know, the stack ranking process for evaluations, which we've discussed in a past episode. Other answers were about reduced profit sharing and the company's return to office mandate. Mike Ybarra, Blizzard's president, was leading this meeting and it seems like it just completely demolished a lot of employees' morale. After reports of how successful 2023 has been financially and sales and operating income nearly nearly double, it's all great, yay, go team, we like money, woo! They turned around and told their workers that they were Receiving fifty-eight percent less of their promised bonus, which comes from the, the profit sharing, and he suggested to, to try to justify and make them feel better: as, oh, don't worry, like executives, this hurts us too. We don't really make that much money, and this this hurts us too. We we understand. F it." <laughs> Theme of this show. We all know there's an extreme difference in salary <laughs> between employees and executives. So I'm not sure who he thinks he's fool fooling cuz it's stupid. Now, there are employees who make far less money, surprise, and probably depend on these bonuses. Now, Blizzard also announced that they will be mandating the employees return to office 3 days a week starting in a few months. Now, customer service workers will be remote still, as well as those with long-term remote agreements or those who need exceptions for medical or religious reasons. For those that don't fall into any of those categories, though, they will have to start spending money to commute again. So that's, you know, more expensive there. And others may have the cost of moving if they were hired from out of state. And all of a sudden, like, hey, we're going back. It's like, oh, well, um, you're hiring me out of state. So I don't know if some of those people are going to fall into this long-term remote agreements, but a couple of articles have been bringing up, like, (laughs) these people are going to have to move now. Like, what are we doing? Ybarra basically suggested that those who don't agree with this choice should just quit the company and also said that some roles are just not meant to be quote long-term roles which UA employees feel as though that was directed at them which doesn't feel good. Now various labor experts have weighed in on this and they're suggesting that this is Blizzard's way to try and cut their workforce without having to fire anyone which I think is true and some also think that ABK is getting ready for their long-term financial blowback of losing their China gamers which is why they're they're cutting profit sharing and you know being like, well, if you don't like it, tough. You can quit. Like, that's that's what this feels like. Um, so, yeah, this this bad. Fe- feels bad. Feels bad. Um, a, lot, a lot of a lot of employees took to Twitter to explain how their morale was just completely beat down. So, what are your thoughts, dear Jin?
0: Um, all of your frustration and rage, I completely agree and will mimic and say that. Yeah. It is completely a crap, and it is exactly what they were trying to do. It's trying to cut down labor force without having to pay out severance and things along those lines. Yeah. So, yeah. As funny as your uh, frustration can be to <laughs> to <laughs> witness, uh, it, is, it is not actually a, a funny matter. It's actually...
1: No, it's really not.
0: It really kind of sucks, the situation that they're in. I mean, no one wants to be put into a position where it's like, well i don't get paid super great as it is right now so i'm being asked to now move to a place that has a higher cost of living and they're not exactly going to adjust my salary so that's just going to make it even harder on me so they have the opportunity the option according to mr mike Kimara, you know the one that we all thought was one of us one of us no he's clearly just a you know exec like they all are but anyway they, they now have the opportunity to either, well, suck it up or quit. And that's never, that's not a good position to be, for anyone to be put into. It, no.
1: no, and so much has happened. Morale was already, you know, not in a great spot. And while it may have improved for some people, and it might, I hope it has, and I'm happy for those who has, but plenty of those, there's, there's some who still hasn't improved for. And it's just, it's not helping. And it, it feel it's... I think it's also, you know, they're losing China gamers because of all that ha- that happened. But they're also having to pay all this, you know, millions out to the SEC and whatnot. And so it feels like they're just punishing their workers. Like, oh, we lost this money. Uh, now we have to take it from you.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those where well, it feels almost like a double-edged sword. It's like, okay, yeah, you want them to be punished for the way they treated their workers. But now it is adversely affecting their workers
1: on the back end yep. as well.
0: and. Never feels good.
1: Nope. Let's talk about things that do feel good, I think, is what we should do at this point. Yeah, well, yeah let's, let's,
0: let's go ahead and do that. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you What you talking
1: about? What you, what you, about? What you about? Oh, boy. Got a, got a meaty one now. With 1007 being on the PTR, we're getting tidbits here and there between data mining, people exploring the PTR, that kind of thing. In this episode, we're going to be discussing some books found in 1007. One in particular, we're going to, it's just, it's going to be a chat involving all gods, hence the purple, not purple drink. Now, <laughs> there, there's other books. We might get to them. Well, it just depends on how this discussion goes. If not, maybe in a future episode. And if you're not the type to want to hear about these items and speculation before you actually see in game, then you might want to come back to this episode in the future. You have been warned. And here's your official live laugh lore spoiler warning. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just cracking him up tonight. It's great. Uh, So 1007, for those who don't know, is going to be taking us back to Forbidden Reach. That's the area that the Drax were hiding away in, all of that. Now apparently there are a number of books that we will be able to find and read, which I'm really excited about. There's nine books that we know of and when you collect them all, you get the achievement Librarian of the Reach. It's pretty cool, it's pretty cool. Now we have text for some of them. We have flavor text for just one of them. But we're gonna start with the main book, the main topic of discussion here. And if we have time, we'll get to the others, like I said. Now the main book, is The Old Gods and the Ordering of Azeroth, the book that was originally added to the game back in vanilla, way before Chronicles ever came out. It was Blizzard's way to share the lore of the universe within the game, which is great. It was found in Old Scholomance, Ironforge, Blackrock Depths, Darnassus, Undercity, you know, those kind of classic places. It was even part of the well-read achievement back when achievements were added. Now, it was added back in the game again during Legion, as a book, you could actually put in your inventory, but it only lasted a short while before just disappearing. Now, as it turns out in 10.07, there's a new copy of the book coming out. This one has not actually been data mined, but there are some players who found it and shared it, and it's on Wowhead and that Jazz. What makes this book unique is that it is the original book that's been already in the game a couple different times, but this one has annotations on each page. And there's a running theory that these annotations came from Notharian. But we don't know for sure. Others wonder if it came from Zalatath. But don't worry. We're going to read the entire book for you. I'm going to read the regular part. Jin's going to read the annotations. And then we'll discuss it afterwards. Perfect. Okay. Are you ready for annotation reading?
0: Uh, Yes. And I will even say that a note has been scribbled on the page.
1: <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's great. It's great. Okay. The book starts off saying, Unaware of Sargeras' mission to undo their countless works, the Titans continued to move from world to world, shaping and ordering each planet as they saw fit. Along their journey, they happened upon a small world with its inhabitants, would later name Azeroth.
0: A note has been scribbled on the page. <laughs> Pathetic. What sort of saviors of the universe fail to notice that their efforts were being undermined by one of their own.
1: As the Titans made their way across the primordial landscape, they encountered a number of hostile elemental beings. These elementals, who worshipped a race of unfathomably evil beings, known only as the Old Gods, vowed to drive the Titans back and keep their world inviolate from the invaders' metallic touch. A note has been scribbled
0: on the page. <laughs> evil! According to whom? Yes, with the M. It was these (laughs) titans who maligned the glory of the Black Empire.
1: The Pantheon, disturbed by the Old Gods perchant for evil, waged war upon the elementals and their dark masters. The Old God armies were led by the most powerful elemental lieutenants. Ragnaros the Firelord, Therazane the Stone Mother, Alakir the Windlord, Neptulon the Tidehunter.
0: A note has been scribbled on the page. (laughs) They looked upon the most impressive empire in existence and hated they hadn't made it themselves. In a fit of jealousy, they tore it asunder.
1: Their chaotic forces raged across the face of the world and clashed with the colossal titans. Though the elementals were powerful beyond moral comprehension, their combined forces could not stop the mighty titans. One by one, the elemental lords fell and their forces dispersed. A note
0: has been scribbled on the page. The Titans do love to make themselves seem grandiose. History is always written by the victor.
1: The Pantheon shattered the Old God's citadels and chained the five evil gods far beneath the surface of the world. Without the Old God's power to keep their raging spirits bound to the physical world, the elementals were banished to an abyssal plane where they would contend with one another For all eternity, with the Elemental's departure, nature calmed and the world settled into a peaceful harmony. The Titans saw that the threat was contained and set to work.
0: A note has been scribbled on the page. Fools! The power of the elements was not so easily contained. Nor could they bind the influence of the old gods. The peace the Titans offered came only through oppression.
1: The Titans empowered a number of races to help them fashion the world, to help them carve out the fathomless caverns beneath the earth. The Titans created the dwarf-like earthen from magical living stone to help them dredge out the seas and lift the land from the seafloor. The Titans created the immense but gentle sea giants. For many ages, the Titans moved and shaped the earth until at last there remained one perfect continent.
0: A note has been scribbled on the page. The author of this tome is either a liar or a fool. Were they truly ignorant of what which lies beyond the waves? Or were they merely commanded to spread Titan propaganda?
1: At the continent's center, the Titans crafted a lake of scintillating energies. The lake, which they named the Well of Eternity, was to be the fount of life for the world. Its potent energies would nurture the bones of the world, and empower life to take root in the land's rich soil. Over time, plants, trees, monsters, and creatures of every kind began to thrive in the primordial continent.
0: A note has been scribbled on the page The Titans w- wounded the world with their recklessness, then insisted it was done by design. Preposterous. It was the old gods who nurtured the flesh of this world, not the Titans.
1: As twilight fell on the final day of their labors, the Titans named the continent Kalimdor, land of eternal starlight.
0: A note has been scribbled on the page. Ah, yes. The Titans' final erasure of the wonders that once existed. They even stole away the land's true name and replaced it with one of their own.
1: And that's the book.
0: That is the book.
1: With the annotations, yes, yes. Now something to keep in mind as we go through this is that there could easily be some unreliable narrator business going on with the original text for some obvious reasons and the annotations because again we don't we don't know who wrote it, don't know how trustworthy they are, we don't know what their angle is. So uh, before I get into some of my notes, what are what are your some of your thoughts here?
0: Well, there's a lot of thoughts in this little book here. Like, if I were to kind of, like, scroll through it, I mean, the the obvious one, and even the way you enunciated the word, kind of called out that, hey, (laughs) it said that there were five.
1: Five! uh,
0: That was a big one that jumped out. Um, And then the other big one that jumps out, obviously, is when the speaker, perhaps, uh, you know, Deathwing Notharian, when he said that, don't they know what lies beyond the waves? As if, hey, there's more than just the original continent of Kalimdor, you know, so that could be something.
1: I mean, we've been wondering for a long time what's on the other side of Azeroth. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like when we see any of the actual like 3D models of Azeroth in Alduar and Hulzalining, I think, and other places too, there's a whole like big blank side on the other side of the planet. And we're all like, what's going on with that over there? I'm thinking that's whatever... The annotation narrator dude is do that, whoever it is, is <laughs> talking about what lies <laughs> beyond the one continent, because obviously this is pre-Sundering. And yeah, that could be that. Yeah. And then
0: I think the only other one that really kind of always jumped out at me when I first read this was just about the talking about they maligned the glory of the Black Empire because it was the greatest, you know, the greatest empire in all of existence and they were just mad that the titans didn't create it so i don't know and also with odin the other book talking about how don't talk about how good the black empire was don't yeah Mm-mm-mm. so those two together always made me go
1: what's happening with that that's
0: interesting so so yeah there you go those are all my thoughts
1: i like it i like it i found it interesting that this book never actually mentions that the well of Eternity exists because they yank Ysargh out of the ground, wounding the planet.
0: Yeah, they're just like—I
1: mean, the—they're there. Their, their, the the annotation person mentioned it, but like, okay, sure, maybe they put a nice brick border around the pooling lifeblood <laughs> of the planet as it came oozing <laughs> out of this giant wound, and said, "Hey, look, it's a well. Everything's okay." But that doesn't mean that they meant to make asroth bleed, and they're just—they're just—they're just trying to make themselves out to be the good guys here, and they're like, "Look, we created the well." of eternity this scintillating lake of energy it's, it's beautiful look at what we created as well it's just so beautiful
0: it's a so scintillating
1: <laughs> such a great word scintillating well, i like it it's good it is a good, good. Is a good yeah. word mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but i don't know if you think about it you're like oh let's cut a hole in someone yeah just cut a little hole in them and then damn it up <laughs> dam it up so it never heals and there's always like a little pool of blood. Oh, and all the little, I don't know, skin mites or whatever will go dance around it and it will be the lifeblood of the right. things living upon you. That it sounds creepier now like when you talk about that. Yeah, it sounds much creepier that way.
1: Yeah. When I like how so the the per the annotation near person, writer, author, dude, dudette. Um, <laughs> Like, (laughs) took the time to correct about how, you know, they're they're all talking about, we create this scintillating lake and everything's fine. And they actually, the annotator said, you know, like, corrected them. Like, when they're talking about, we create this well and we're beautiful and wonderful. The annotation says, preposterous. It was the old gods who nurtured the flesh of this world, not the Titans. So he took time, they took time to correct that aspect of it. But when it talks about five evil gods, you know, a fifth old god does not correct that.
0: No. No, he does not. At all. He doesn't go like, silly, silly titans. They don't even know how to count. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like he's over there, over there, like freaking King Arthur. One, two,
1: five. Lisa, three. Three. <laughs> <sighs> oh yeah that's i, I don't want nothing to have a holy hand grenade <laughs> be bad or a voidy grenade shadow shadow grenade wait again we we, we don't know that's not there for say whoever it is they're pretty passionate about the old gods we know we know that much right that's true now i know for myself I've, I've been saying for a while that there might be another old god that we don't know about And I've been pointing out here and there that the fact that the Titans like putting their facilities on top of Old God prisons, because that's smart or something. And (laughs) Tearhold is a Titan facility. So what I want to know is: is there an Old God down there? And what happens to an Old God if it's exposed to Titan Juju water?
0: I don't. I don't know what what happens to an Old God when it's got Titan Juju water (laughs) applied.
1: I don't don't know. Like, is is there some old god bathing on this water? And, (laughs) but I maybe not. I'm now picturing a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they have a lot of tentacle armpits, right? (laughs) To to bathe, so (laughs) a lot.
0: Wow, that's a weird one. A lot of wrinkles.
1: A lot of wrinkles to get into. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, so a lot of people you've been listening to for a while, you know I'm I'm a priest main. I'm main holy, but I have fun with the shadow. It's all great. I love Zalatath. She's my girl, right? Or the, the being, it is my girl. I've been kind of wondering about Zalatath for a while now. And I had this theory for a bit that maybe Zalatath was a supervisor for the Void Lords. Maybe sent to check in on the status of the old gods and Azeroth. But after doing these show notes, after researching, after kind of digging into this, I'm kind of wondering, could Xalatath be the fifth old god?
0: Yes. Yes, they could be. That's my, that's, I don't know, that's my impression.
1: Yep. Right? Yeah. 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 I want to point out that this book has been in the game three different times. And while fifth old god is never mentioned in Chronicles... It was never corrected in this book by a blizzard. It's true. So all three times it's, it's said five old gods. Now, some of the community assume that's Gahoon. Do you think it's Gahoon?
0: No, no, it absolutely no. cannot be Gahoon Gahoon was, as we know, a Titan experiment. Like exactly, a, exactly. It's a test tube baby gone wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm basically, yeah.
0: yeah. Oops. Made an old god. Didn't mean to. <laughs> Now it looks like a cat butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Made an old god, It does look like a cat butt. You're not wrong there. <laughs> so, do you think that we are dealing with a retcon with this book? Or are the Titans keeping secrets from us? Because, again, if Chronicles are written from the perspective of the Titans, a fifth old god is never mentioned in Chronicles for the most part. Are they keeping secrets from us? Do they know? Do the Titans know? That there's a fifth old god, or is this a weird retcon? Um, it could.
0: No, I can't. I don't want to. Well, actually, actually, I will say it's both. It's both. Okay. 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 So it, the Titans are keeping secrets from us, right? They they absolutely are. They're keeping secrets from us because let's let's think about it this way. If the titans showed up on Azeroth, and they're like, there are five old gods. There are five old gods. They're like, let's go after Sarge first. Ah, charge. This isn't working so well. This isn't working so well. Turn around, turn around. And then, you know, Amatul <laughs> plucks out Sarge. And they're like, oops, that, that one was really in there. Let's not do that again. Okay. And then they start going, you know, down the wood line. They go after, say, Cthulhu next. And then yog saron or... I don't know, probably Nazoth, actually somewhere before Yogg-Saron. I feel like they stopped at Yogg-Saron because that's what, that's where like, okay, we'll stop here and make our base. Right? So <laughs> that's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably the last one. But what probably happened is they're like, all right, now let's go get that fifth one. Yeah, let's go get them. And they're like, where'd they go? <laughs> uh Let's talk about this never. Right. So at one point they probably talked about five evil gods, right? Five gods. But then, you know, when they put out their big manuscript of Chronicle written from a Titan perspective, they're like, let's not let's not mention that. <laughs> let's let's not fill it. So they're, they're keeping secrets. And then in many ways, I would say this is one of those retcons to the true definition of retcon, yeah. retroactive continuity. Right. It's not that they're changing the story. Right. They're just saying, oh, no, no, it's detail. We're adding detail in the past to explain what is going on right now, but we just we just didn't add it in there. That's why it's retroactive. Right? so <laughs> there you go. So so I think it, it could very easily be be both, but I don't know. It's it's also a little weird because the five old god bit was in the game the whole time. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was in. The, yeah. It's been in the game longer than Chronicles been out. So by a lot. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you what do you think it is, Alan? What, what are you thinking?
1: Well, let's talk about it.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: <laughs> so, and Jen, you, you might want to grab this. I mean, I have the picture on our notes for you, but you might want to look at it more closely. So you might want to grab Chronicles Volume 3.
0: Chronicles Volume 3. Yeah, I can do that. But
1: the picture's right there. You can zoom into it, too. Whatever works for you. And if you're in our Discord, when this episode comes out, I'll put it in our Discord. But when you very first open Chronicles Volume 3, very, very first, you just you open up the the, the cover, Right. And you see an artistic picture of a tower or something with a border around it, possibly a Twilight's hammer artistic depiction. And if you look closely, in the lower right hand corner, you can see Nazoth. In the lower left hand, you can see Yongsaron. And the upper left side, upper-ish, you see Yassarj. On the right side of like the tower part in the middle, you can see Kathune. But there seems to be a squiddy old god thing in the upper upper right-hand corner. Upper, upper right-hand corner there. That's obviously supposed to be something. I say it's a secret fifth old god. It's a secret old god.
0: A secret? A secret. Keep it secret? Keep it safe? No, kill it. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, Gandalf. This is a little different story.
1: Now, this was pointed... I When I was looking, researching this... This part of this page was pointed out by someone named Mortis on the Warcraft forums back in 2019. Also, in this art, if you look near where all the, all old gods are, there's something associated with each of them. N'Zoth has some waves by him. If you look in the lower right hand corner, you see the waves. Right?
0: Oh yeah. I see. And it. then
1: Yogg has some ice shard serenite looking things around him in the uh-huh. lower lower left there.
0: Yeah, yeah following along.
1: Ankuraj is near K'thun there on the right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all over. On the right of the tower there. You can see it's actually really cool. If you look closely. Um, Yasarj. I'm guessing it's some kind of root. I think like going up from Yasarj because it was so embedded in the planet. Mm. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of thinking. I can see that. Now, near the fifth old god in the rep- upper right-hand corner, there are skulls coming out on the left side, and then there's also some, like, leaves and stuff. So, we got lots of skulls, but some leaves. There's a couple leaves near some other ones too, some kind of focusing more on the skulls, but all of them have something associated with them near them on this art. So, what is the skulls by the fifth old god, the secret fifth old god?
0: Well, the funny thing is that obviously you first think of Yog calling himself or themselves the old god of death. Right. But they're the old god of icy shards, according to this picture.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you look, though, I mean, that clearly looks like Yogg. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And absolutely. That is definitely Yogg. It's just that what's surrounding Yogg is icy shards. Whereas this fifth, possibly Zalatath old god, is surrounded by skulls and...
1: Right. And they might not be icy shards. I mean, they kind of look like icy shards. also look like Serenite. serenite. Yeah, sure. Because it it's Yogg's blood, bleeding. so... Yeah. <laughs> as Yogg does. So, you know, it's fine. Dog all got a lot of blood. <laughs> there yeah. was so much Serenite. He's
0: <laughs> a, a big time blood donor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're thinking that possibly Zalatath. We're, we're going to talk about this for a minute. And why it could be Zalatath. Which also might explain the skulls there.
0: It also might explain why they did the Shadowlands expansion first.
1: Maybe. Right. M- maybe. 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 Yeah. Why do you think that?
0: I don't know. It's just like you're, they're. They're setting it up, and and they wanted to explain the um, the mechanics of death as they they kind of do it in, right. in Warcraft. So they wanted to do that before they're like, oh, Zalatath, you know, she's involved in the me- mechanics of death, and they're like, the mechanics of death? What are you talking about? You just die. They're like, oh no, there's like a whole thing. So you know, by setting that, well, not really setting it up, but at least explaining, you know, that it may it may tie in. To what some story that they may be doing along the lines—that's that, right. my—that's that's where I first thought it was like, oh, okay, I see why they wanted to have a little Shadowlands. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll have the Primus show up. You never know. There's all those conspiracy theories about the Primus and
1: right it's true and his motif. That's very true. And now they do have the Shadowlands that they can use as content going forward down the road when they announce whoever the secret fifth old god is
0: yeah we've already gone back to see the winter queen already. yeah we could
1: easily go back to shadowlands to see this out and the other who knows now I want to I want to talk about Zalatath for a minute for those who don't know so there's a book inside the priest order hall uh, I I personally went there while I was working on these show notes to read it to look at it and it explains the origins of the priestly artifact weapons for Zalatath it says Zalatath Z- uh, Zalatath I can say her name really Zalatath is truly ancient Dating back to the time of the old god's black empire, there is a bound as to the nature of its creation. The more outlandish claim is that the blade is the remains of a forgotten old god who was consumed by its kin. We may face some of my brethren in this conflict, a prospect that delights me. Their power will be mine.
0: They will pay for what was done to me long ago. Zalatath, what are you doing? What are you doing to me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's the thing, right? So something when back when I heard that back in the day, I was wondering what happened to Zalatath? What who is her kin? What or their kin? I should say, like, what happened to them? Could it be that Yasarj, C'Thun, Yogg, and Azoth basically destroyed her a bit. And that's why she's not the normal old god that we've seen. Because she was, you know, killed and then like shoved her essence or whatever into that blade or imprisoned it somehow themselves. I mean, that's why there's all those skulls right there. Cause it's the dead old God.
0: Yeah. Or like the, at least the whole, whole bunch of pieces of it is dead.
1: Yeah. Or something like that. Exactly. Cause we've, I mean, we've seen from Ysarj that even when they ripped out Ysarj from the planet, you know, the pieces of Yussarj just dripped back to Azeroth, including its heart and caused all sorts of chaos. So it could be, you know, a situation like that. And, if that's the case, then we've freed an old god, and now it's walking around. Go us. Traveling and stuff. You're right. <laughs> We're the good guys, everyone. Did you know that?
0: And you still have the eyeball <laughs> on your head, that's when you got I it. I sure
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> She's the good guy, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing I want to point out, too, is that Dalatath, if if they if they did destroy her and consume her powers and whatever. I think she's taking her revenge out on others because she actually talks multiple times about feeding on old god and titan minions and probably likes the one to consume instead of being consumed.
0: Yes we are eager to feast on the fallen titan's minions but first Zekaj
1: a servant of the old gods let us consume it Delicious. delicious, she says. Delicious when you kill things, it's fantastic. To this day, she still does. It's very satisfying. It's creepy. Delicious, delicious. That was really yummy. Makes Ooh. me happy every time she says that. So I also want to point out then, and if you sit and listen to her voice lines, which I've listened to so many I used to find these clips, so many, she says things like "us," "we," and "are." So many times when referring to the actions of the known old gods. It is ironic that the weakest of us may be the ultimate victor. C'Thun, Yog Yashiraj, and... Well, only one would remain to consume the world that was always meant to be. Apparently talking about N'Zoth there. Good. There's a couple times when she called Nazoth the weakest of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And like... And which which means that if Zaltath is an old god, that would put Zalatath as being more powerful than Nizoth. Yes. Originally, who knows anymore?
0: Right. Like hey, seriously, what what are you making me listen to? Like, come on now, this is this is, this is wackadoo.
1: <laughs> this is what I listened to for all of Legion, and then chose to listen to in the future as I you know, transmog into Zalatath as much as my weapons <laughs> let me. <laughs> right now I have a staff. I miss Zalatath when I have a staff, but when I have a one-handed something, you can bet it's always going to be Zalatath.
0: Yeah, and it definitely felt like we had hints of what Zalatath really was, especially the blade of Zalatath that was used, right? When Wrathion attempted to use it against N'Zoth, right? I mean, it's... Because the community even then was thinking like, oh, well, that's what Wrathian's going to tr- do. That's the whole point. That's what. Ra- that's why here wants the blade. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to do the same thing that happened in Zalatath. So,
1: exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this is just one more hit. Zalatath is number five.
1: It was just a couple weeks ago that I was thinking, Zalatath is just a spy for the Void Lords. And she's checking in on the other old gods in Azeroth. But now, like, the more... I look into this more. I'm I'm convinced that Zaltath was once the fifth old god.
0: Yeah, I, can I? When I first read this book and it was brought up, I I definitely think it's it's Zaltath, right? There's nothing else that would make sense because they've even said that the influence of the old gods. Uh, it was it was a uh, you know our friend Stevie D. Stevie D said in an interview that the influence of the old gods are pretty much not that it's gone, but it's severely pretty much diminished to the point that it's you wouldn't even notice it and that makes sense because Salatath left through a portal right so yep she's gone too we don't know where she is and we don't know what she's doing but she's definitely not doing influencing on Azeroth right now so that's why she can still be out there and it's a possible threat while not currently
1: influencing Azeroth it's very true it's very true She's also very fond of her Void Elf form. There's a couple of different voice lines where she's like, I am basically long lines. It's like, I am beautiful. Look at me. <laughs> this is, this will do. Yeah. I should pull those clips. I didn't, but I thought that was really funny. But yeah, that's so we, we, we may have potentially helped out an old God. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did. Um,
0: I don't think it was so much that Zalatath tricked us. So it was kind of like Zoth tricked us. Is kind of what was going on, but it felt like, yeah. Because, I mean, that really, that really then leads you to have, you have to ask the question, why did Nazoth release Zalatath, right? What, what was going on there? If she was trapped for a purpose and perhaps trapped by the other old gods, perhaps, we don't, we don't necessarily know. Because it was always talking about how the old gods are always going at war with each other. Right. So maybe that was something that they did to her. That's that's kind of the assumption is that there's a black blade of the a blade of the Black Empire. It wasn't like the Titans Ghostbuster Trap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Titans Ghostbuster Trap. But at the same time, like we, we had to go through that whole quest line where she actually was teaching us how to, you know, collect the things for the ritual to to free her. Right.
0: Yeah. So it's like, did Zalatath play Nazoth or did Nazoth do a favor for Zalatath? Like, which is it?
1: Hear me, God of the deep. I have brought you the opener. The bringer of truths. The torch that lights the way. Honor our bargain. Free me to find my own fate. Maybe, I mean, maybe it, obviously, at least Zalatath and possibly the old gods who knows, thought lesser of Nazoth as, you know, the weakest of them. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Zalatath and Nazoth are teaming up now against the others? I, I don't, I don't know.
0: I also don't know. I don't know what's going to like. The fact, yeah, I think that's the only bit of evidence that we can point to that's, that's uh, maybe a little hard to explain. Is to what was the relationship there with, between Zalatath and Nazoth. What was, what was she getting out of it? Obviously we know she got let out, but why would Nazoth want that? Is did he feel desperate because no one there were no other old gods? They were being they were dropping like flies, thanks to us, you know, pesky adventurers, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, so he, you know, maybe he needed a little bit more of backup, so he was, you know, releasing Nazoth or or sorry, releasing Zalatath. But what is Zalatath doing? Prepping for the coming war between the light and the void, right? Because we already got we also got that's that entirely tent. possible. Because we or didn't get may- that hint of Velen, right? Talking that he's prepping for yeah. more.
1: Yeah. Maybe she is still a spy for the Void Lords. And maybe she actually returned to the Void Lords to report back to everything that has happened. And a tell that the other, other gods killed her or tried to destroy her. Although they probably already know, because they know all the, like, the possibilities and probably have a way of seeing. I I don't know. I don't know, but.
0: The only thing I'm thinking of now is, boy, I bet you Void Elves can't wait for that Light and Void expansion because you're finally going to get some story for your characters. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Void Elf for a reason, damn it. (laughs) All right. So at this point, we are going to go ahead and move on to the other books that you can find on the Forbidden Reach because you don't always take time to sit and read the books or... I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. Some people do, some people don't. So I thought we could have fun reading them. A couple of them are, you know, kind of interesting for talking about and others are just fun to read. So the first one is the Burden of Lepisagos. Lepisagos. That's how you say it. Uh, Lepisagos is the Spellsworn. It's that blue dragon that attacks you in the War Crush when you're going through the Drakthir starting zone. The flavor text of this book says, A book scribed with shifting arcane runes. "'holding ancient magic,' and says, "'Sisters and brothers, I know the duty placed upon us by this bow-weaver is a heavy burden, "'but you must believe that he could only entrust such a task to his most loyal disciples. "'Our charge is not merely to stand guard over prisoners. "'Such drudgery would be fit an underling or an a conjured servant. "'No, we are charged with keeping a secret, one that must remain locked away for the ages.' These Dracthyr are a failed experiment, rashly made by the Earthwarder. While his intentions were noble, Naltharian should have sought the aid of Malagos during their creation instead of waiting until their confinement proved necessary. Now that our aspect know of the Dracthyr's nature, I am certain he will find a way to control their baser instincts without relying upon a Titan artifact, as Naltharian did. And if not, well, it would be simpler. It would be a simple matter for us to collapse the creches and leave the island behind. Alexstrasza and the other aspects need never know the truth of what was buried here. Until the Spellweaver gives further orders, we will stand vigil. We will ensure the stasis holds and the Draxir do not awaken. By wing or by talon, we will see our duty done. So I'm pretty sure this is written from the perspective of the blue dragonflight peoples. Oh, yeah, certainly.
0: For sure. I I mean, definitely. No and then it
1: also tells us that the uh, item that Neltharin used was apparently a Titan artifact.
0: Oh, yeah. That was pretty obvious, at least. Yeah. like you know. I thought so. Yeah. But there it is. It's
1: confirmed. <laughs> it's confirmed. And uh, apparently they saw the Drakthir as a failed experiment.
0: Yeah. Like, that doesn't surprise me. Because, I mean, Maligo seemed to be pretty high and mighty. Like, he's like, oh, you should have came to me in the first place. Right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, Do you want you want a little help with your magic? You you should all come ask Malley.
1: Do you have any other thoughts on this one?
0: Um, I mean, the failed experiment kind of jumped out at me, but it's like, yeah, that was more of like a ha ha evokers y'all a failed experience <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, obviously the Titan artifacts that Naltharian used to control them. Um, yeah, but other than that, it, it also explains why. Why there's a bunch of blue dragons there when you start playing? Because Malagos went crazy and never told them to come home. That's true. They're still there.
1: (laughs) Yep. Now, one of the texts, and this is the only text out of these nine that we don't actually have words for. We don't have text for. However, the flavor text for it says, A chilling missive written from the deep. On what? I need to know more about this as soon as possible. We have text for the other eight books in this data mining and people playing and stuff, but not this one yet. And I want to know why. Is Blizzard withholding information? I don't know. Until it comes live.
0: The name of this book just reminds me of Alabama, right? Because it's Song of the South. It's a song,
1: song of the depths. It's not going to be about sweet potato pie. (laughs) It's not going to make you shut your mouth. (laughs) I mean, maybe, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I, my sweet potato pie is probably delicious. I've never actually had it myself. But maybe the dragon, Drakthir, someone. really didn't like that. I don't, I don't oh. know. Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't. Song of the Death, that's, that's where my mind went.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's, it's fair, it's fair. Uh, now that song's stuck in my head. So, <laughs> Hey, we're back. So we recorded that. And then the next day, <laughs> someone found the text to this Song of the Depths. So the wait, it, you didn't have to wait long at all. And we didn't either. So we're here. So this book is a Song of the Depths. And the flavor text for it says, a chilling missive written from the deep. And it says. It is not about sweet potatoes. It's no, no, it's not about sweet potatoes. It's not, we're not going to show our mouth. We're going to actually talk about it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're back to that joke. Okay, so we're back with everything. All right, so it says Rise, rise. Our queen calls to us from beyond the umbral veil. She has transcended the circle of stars and basks in her eternal grandeur. The time we have long awaited is nigh. Even now, the harbinger gathers the children of the first flesh. To reclaim what was lost, they must remember their vows and serve those to whom they owe fealty. While they toil in deep places, we will journey to the shores of Dragon Lands, to the blessed isle where the worldbreaker first embraced the whispers. As one storm recedes, another rises. The torches have been lit. The secrets he buried will strike as a dagger into the hearts of his kin. The harbinger speaks of a primal power that seeks the end of order. Such rage can be bent to serve our ends. The hunger lost to the ages will be reclaimed. A dark heart left broken awaits the taking. When these things come to pass, the harbinger will fulfill the final prophecy and complete the awakening. Only then shall our queen return to reign over sea and sky and earth. We must make ready. Rise, rise. Soon all that was hidden will be revealed. Wow. Wow. Which is why we are recording this and came back to this because it is definitely worthy of being discussed.
0: Yeah. Okay. Goodness. Where do we even start with this? There's there's a lot. Beginning.
1: Let's start at the beginning. It's okay. pretty, pretty clear. Our queen, this is, seems like it's from the perspective of potentially the Naga because it seems like our queen is Queen Ashara.
0: Queen calls to us from beyond the Umbral Veil, vale, which is the Void.
1: Yep. And last time we saw her, she walked into a Void portal and peaced out. Yes. You haven't seen her since. So that makes a lot of sense. Correct. And the last
0: we heard from her, just yeah. as a quick reminder.
1: I tire of intermediaries and heralds. The true throne of power beckons, and I intend to claim it. <laughs> <laughs> and it says she transcended the Circle of Stars. Right. We got the whole line from her during that boss fight about the Circle of Stars. And the, the room, if I remember right, she was in, was called the Circle of Stars. So... Yes. She... We kind of got some confirmation with Circle of Stars there. That's, you know, her and stuff. Apparently, they're waiting. It's a long time. It's, it's whatever. Even now, the Harbinger gathers the children of the first flesh to reclaim what was lost. First off, who do you think the Harbinger is here? Now, keep in mind, later, later says the Harbinger speaks of a primal power that seeks the end of order.
0: I'm going to go with Eridicron.
1: That's what I'm thinking. I think that's what makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. And we talked. I... Psh- was it last episode maybe even a little bit where we were talking? Yeah, it would have been last episode because I did my silly dungeon fables and then we talked about Eridicron at the end.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And it was specifically about when we were saying like, okay, who did he make bargains with? And I think this book right here pretty much confirms if the Harbinger is Eridicron, he made a bargain with the Void and or Old Gods.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And that's very interesting. Now, who do you think... The Children of the First Flesh. Dragons. You think dragons?
0: Yeah, because if you think about it, even in Chronicle, they were really the first to have flesh, if I really kind of remember. Because they were originally elemental beings, remember? And they slowly were the first to evolve to be fleshy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I, I was thinking it had
1: something to do with maybe the Curse of Flesh.
0: Could be, but I think it's like because it's like gather the children of the first flesh. So it could be the curse of flesh, possibly because it's you know old god related.
1: Well, uh, but it also I mean you you might be on something too because I can see how it would be Iridicon gathering other you know
0: other dragon proto- types, proto drakes and, and, and stuff. Or whatever yeah, to his yeah.
1: Mm, I can see both working out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So huh. my, that's where, that's where I, my mind jumped to is because I know the proto drakes were could, like the first. To kind of evolve, at least if I'm remembering Chronicle Volume One correctly. So. Okay,
1: um, they must remember their vows and serve those to whom they owe fealty. So, who would
0: they owe fealty to? I'm, a, I'm, they must remember their vows. So, I'm assuming the the children of the first flesh is who they're talking to because it just makes sense. That's yeah, I would agree. Structure. So that's the they they're referring to. Now, what vows did they make, and why are they? What's with the serving and who do they own? Like, who do they own, own field to? I,
1: I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know. Like, cause for me, it's to think about the dragons and Queen Ashara working together is a bit mind boggling. Cause I never put them together myself. This feels a little out of left field. So that's why I'm thinking it's just the void in general.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, Maybe. Well, a bit with this sentence, with the added context and also the, what we've seen in the raid, the primalists. So who is a lot of members of the primalists? Night elves. There's a lot of night elves that are primalists is what I've one thing I've noticed. So what if the children of the first flesh that they're talking about here are trolls, right? Because we don't Maybe. really know the origin of the trolls. Yeah. And obviously, trolls eventually they kind of evolved into night elves and things like that. So it's like where they say they must remember their vows and serve those to, or they must serve those to whom they owe fealty. All right. So, well, now that I'm re- reading this again, the only, the only word that throws me off from my theory that I have here is the word those is begin and serve those. Right. Now, if it were Queen of Shara that I was talking about with the night elves. It wouldn't be the plural, right? Now, if it says and serve those, that that might be talking about the incarnates. Maybe, maybe that the, could
1: be yeah, that. So yeah. because
0: there's multiple of those. So that's where. I'm, OK, so they must remember their vows and serve those to whom they owe fealty. So, OK, going back to if it's if it's the dragons and other dragon kind, then they are owing fealty to the incarnates. So that sentence would make sense there. Queen Shara, though, that would be that would be harder to, to make that sentence make sense for, for yeah, a singular agreed. person. Right. Well, before we move on, is there is there anyone else that we could like old gods? Because there was multiple of those, right?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if if we go with um my, pos- my, my thought process or my original thought process of the curse of flesh, right? You know, they got that because of old god corruption mm-hmm. and maybe it was supposed to be seen as a Gift and maybe the they swore fealty to the old gods for it? Yeah, that's maybe. Or me I'm pulling that out of my butt.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like like I can see where that may be coming from there. I just don't see how you know the those who were infected with the curse of flesh ever swore fealty to the Yeah, and gods. that's
1: what I'm not sure about either, so
0: Yeah, so, so far, like I'm feeling like the Incarnates is the best candidate to at least. With the, the current knowledge that we have.
1: Well, then going on that, while they toil in the deep places, I, mean, I guess
0: mm-hmm. they could be put toiling
1: in the deep places
0: of the earth. Yeah. Well, it, so because of Eridicron, that yeah. Alex Alexstrasza specifically said.
1: Eridicron's mastery of the earth will harbor them and keep them out of our reach.
0: She's like, I don't know where he is.
1: He's underground. And then they're going to travel to the shores of Dragonlands. The Blessed Isle. Where obviously where the World Worldbreaker first embraced Whispers, obviously that's Notharian.
0: Yeah, so if yeah, if that's the Incarnates and Eridicron basically toiling in the deep places because that's what Eridicron does. Yeah,
1: that makes sense.
0: The Naga are gonna journey to the shores of the Dragonlands, to the Blessed Isle, where the Worldbreaker first embraced the Whispers, which yeah, we we all got that from Legacies. So okay. I think I don't I, I'm, I think we're tracking here
1: yeah let's see where we are as one storm we sees another rises the, the torches have been lit yeah the bomb the oath stones. yeah
0: the five the five torches
1: is this is this our confirmation that the actual torches were the oath stones
0: yeah, i think so yeah i think to me it's always fun when they actually drop like the hint and basically yeah. say that's yep yeah, I think this is them basically saying, mm-hmm.
1: "This is it." Well, the it's torches interesting. So have been lit. we ruined everything. Like we we lit the torches, <laughs> like with one whisper of like the five keys open our way, five torches light our path, and then we had the other one of, um, five lan- lanterns now darkened. So the o stones were on, and then and then they weren't. They were broken. They were darkened. The flames they seek will light the master's way. Of course, you know, they needed to be reignited. The O-stones did. And we helped with that. And now they're on. And now it's going to light the master's way. Yeah. Is that what we're feeling?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that that's what it is. The torch of the lit light and basically, you know, light the way for the master or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: that's uh, It's... It's interesting to get this kind of confirmation for these whispers after so much speculation of what it could potentially be. Like, part of me feels satisfied and part of me doesn't because, again, there's so many things along the way that could have been. Why does Blizzard keep doing things in fives? (laughs) It's just like, why do they keep using 10,000 years for things? Use different numbers, Blizzard. (laughs) Come on.
0: (laughs) All right. So the secrets he buried will strike as a dagger into the hearts of his kin. Now, this is kind of going back to what you speculated on of whatever is buried beneath um, Tearhold. So is that what you're thinking might be what Naltharian buried or what Tear buried? Or what? Because obviously something was buried deep and so... See,
1: I don't know if it was in Tearhold or in Forbidden Reach, because that's where we're going next patch, or the, you know, 1007, which is where this book is found. And I think I read somewhere about going to explore some vault or something or other in Forbidden Reach. I don't know if also it means if it's tied to something with the Drakthir. Because though they are secrets that he buried. Yeah. And we know about the, the Oathbinder. The Titan artifact Oathbinder, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe it has something to do with that.
0: Yeah, and on top of it... And we're talking about just locations like I wouldn't be surprised if it was somewhere deeper beneath the obsidian sanctum or whatever like that as well. Like, that's, yeah, it's that's pretty obvious place for it.
1: <laughs> or it could be both. It could, it could be something under forbidden reach. It could be something I mean, it, if Eridicron has been diving into the ground in various places, I'll bet there's some kind of weird tone network um, underneath a lot of these places we're at right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay, so we got the torches lit. Uh oh, yeah, the secrets he buried will strike as a dagger into the hearts of his kin. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what the secrets he buried were, but that's going to be interesting.
1: I'm sure the kin are, you know, the the other aspects.
0: Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. yeah, I always wonder if the the secrets he buried, if it, I wonder if it's almost talking about um, the drakthir as well. Yeah, it could be because. Like there's even the other book where, uh, from the the blue dragon flight guys perspective and so it's like the blue dragons are like oh yeah we're, we're gonna keep this under wrap and we don't have to tell those other pesky aspects about these people
1: so yeah yeah I'm, so, I'm I, I would not be I would not be surprised if it has to do with the drag there yeah all right so back to the harbinger Right? Yeah, we got the Harbinger again. The Harbinger speaks of a primal power that seeks the end of order. So primal power, primalists. That that's not surprising. They're trying to end the Titans, the stink of the Titans. Yeah. Hence the order. So that that makes sense, right?
0: Yeah, and then I like this line here. Such rage can be bent to serve our ends. That's very much saying, oh yeah, we can totally puppet master this guy.
1: Spoken like true, not voidiness and voidiness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hunger lost to the ages will be reclaimed.
0: Mm, a hunger lost to the ages will be reclaimed. You got any ideas?
1: I mean, some people are thinking it's Galakrond.
0: A hunger lost age, well, that's true. He was or awful involving.
1: Huggy. He, he was or involving Galakrond, like maybe erotic eroticron gets Galakrond's. Juju or something I maybe I don't know but there there are multiple people who are thinking that that means Galakrond.
0: yeah that does make sense because he was awful hungry yeah I mean that's the one thing that definitely focused a lot in the book was he was his hunger could not be sated like at all like it was it was constant so yeah yeah I could see that
1: you see any, anything else you could think it could be
0: <sighs> I, not really. No, that that feels very y. especially going with um. I think there's another um, yeah with one of the uh, next lines where it says "complete the awakening," right? Um, yeah, that could be right. So yeah, a hunger lost the age will be reclaimed, fulfill the final prophecy, and complete the awakening. Right? Uh, it could be Galacron coming back. That's it. Feels like definitely, definitely, definitely feels Galacron-esque there
1: how how would you feel if they brought back Galakron?
0: well i mean i'd be fine with it cuz he was never he's never been in the game other than skeleton so True. <laughs> that's True. pretty yeah. cool yep yeah, so makes sense it's not like he's a like super interesting bad guy but it would be interesting to especially if they used him like this right where Galakron isn't like the main bad guy they're just like you know the void basically saying oh yeah we're just going to resurrect this guy cuz He'll use them like a tool. Them.
1: That's what they do. Yeah. They use things like a tool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if like if that's what's going on, like yeah, don't totally bring back Alakron. That totally makes sense. Yeah.
1: yeah. Especially Ashara. That feels like an Ashara move. <laughs> yeah. Which well, we'll talk about that more in a second. Uh there's one line I do want to look at before we on. A dark heart left broken awaits the taking.
0: I don't know. I don't know. A dark heart left broken awaits the taking.
1: Azaroth's kind of broken. Could that be Azaroth?
0: But is it a dark heart? I don't know. That doesn't feel. I mean, unless
1: unless she's been unless she's been corrupted, she's 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 in her eggy waiting to hatch out, and she got corrupted. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> Who knows?
1: I I just I don't know what else that could be, unless unless it literally is just a dark heart referencing to Galacron being bad yeah. person, bad that, bad dragon, bad dragon. Could bad be dragon.
0: one. The only one that I was initially thinking of, but it doesn't line up, was the fact that the the black o stone was shattered, but they repaired it. So it's like that doesn't that doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. And also, we have in a future or in a, in a past line, it even says the torches have been lit, and that's one of the torches. So that's not right. It, so right. We have dark heart bro left broken awaits to. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's the one thing I'm not really sure what that could be at this point.
1: So, and this is just me diving into the whispers again because I like the whispers. But there was the whole like her heart is a crater and we have filled it kind of thing. Like, yeah. But having said this, it feels weird to me that it would go from hunger lost the ages, which is talk of Galakrond possibly, to a dark heart left broken awaits a taking, which is the next line. So I don't know why it would jump to Azrath. And then it goes back to Galakrond, possibly, because it it says when these things come to pass, the Harbinger will fulfill the final prophecy and complete the awakening. So it'd be weird to go Galakrond, random Azeroth thing, and then Galakrond.
0: I mean, unless the final prophecy is completing the awakening of Azeroth. True. And a hunger lost to the ages will be reclaimed. I mean, you could say Azeroth was hungry, too, because she was eating up all the spirit. So... The only reason I say that is because the final prophecy, complete the awakening of Galakrond, Galakrond's your final prophecy.
1: I mean, maybe if, if, maybe if this group of Naga were only told this one plan or the one, this one aspect of the plan, and this is the final prophecy as they know it.
0: Sure. I mean... Yeah, maybe Like whatever cult you belong to, (laughs) each cult has their own final prophecy. True. And then some new prophet is going to come along and say, well, I got the final, final prophecy, but I don't. There's and then you realize that there's more finals and whatever. So but that's why I say the final prophecy might relate to the awakening of Azeroth, because which would make
1: sense. Truly
0: a final prophecy. That's that's get That's getting into like. Do do do, freaking you know, Cosmo Disco War, you know stuff,
1: right? Which would be a nice lead into the next expansion.
0: Yeah, because uh, if we're talking about the awakening of the World Soul, then that is that's a whole other level of like
1: what, right? Right? What what happens when Azroth cracks open? That's how we get dragon flying everywhere. Azrath's going to crack open, and we're going to have no option but to dragon fly everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me dream, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways <laughs> To continue on uh, It says Only then Shall our queen Return to reign Over sea And sky And earth
0: mm, Yeah well I mean Obviously that to me That's Ashara
1: Ashara coming back Yeah
0: Ashara's coming back Because they are the Naga Is, is what I can tell Because You know it Even mentions that we will journey to the shores of the dragon land. So you're like, okay, shores, Dragonlands. That's very Naga E. Right. Yeah. That's their queen ruling over the sea sky and earth. Uh, I feel like that's, you know, they started with the sea because it's like they're the Naga. Yeah. But since this is like, they're expanding their domain, right? They're, they're invading. It's yeah. They're, they're basically saying we're taking over everything and we must make ready. So that one just feels like a hey, shards come back.
1: Yeah. That's not that big. Which we all kind of knew come back at some point, so that's not too surprising. I know for me, when I thought about Dragonflight and all the possibilities of this expansion, Queen Ashara, the talk, t- any talk of Queen Ashara was not on my list at all. Like I figured there'd be some void at some point because of Neltharion and all that jazz, right? I did not expect there any talk of Queen Ashara. I thought maybe we'd get some hints to some old God whispers at some point. But yeah, the whole Queen of Chara thing, I hmm, did not expect that.
0: No, I didn't. Not at all. All right. Well, and then the final line, rise, rise. Soon, all that was hidden will be revealed. And honestly, the only thing that I can think of that is even remotely similar to that is when um, Zoth was like, soon all eyes will be opened. Yeah. So and this very much ties in because that's also when Ashara died. Almost feels like another old guy to whisper there. Because I know that, that like we were always uh, kind of trying to figure out who who her three deaths were. At the hour of her third death, she ushers in our coming. All right, so this might be Ashara's third death coming up here soon and ushering their, them back, right? Yeah. So if Ashara comes back, we have to fight her again. That would kind of be her third
1: death. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because Ashara was—I mean, I don't think she was—I don't remember her being on our radar for that. Do you?
0: I mean, a little bit, only because we 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 always kind of talked about how Ashara died, kind of, kind of when they were uh, when she was transformed into the naga. We always kind of like chalk that up as a kind of
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and then obviously when we when we killed her when. You know, eternal palace raid. And then beyond that, it's like, okay, well, if she dies one more time, that would maybe that's a thing. Because, right, because we even talk about how she is calling from beyond the umbral veil. Vale, so, so there, maybe there's something there. Talk about the, maybe that's how the void lords get here or something like that. I don't know.
1: Maybe. Can you imagine Queen Ashara having some kind of powwow with the void lords? And then trying to put herself above them because that's what she does. Or marry one. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the tentacles. It's fine. We we don't shame. It's it's fine.
0: Well, I mean, she started with uh, Sargeras, <laughs> and then uh, that didn't work out. You know, she, I guess he he stood her up on the altar or something like that, and and now now she's moving on to a more tentacly uh, man. Yeah, because she's got the tentacles. So I mean, it just, it just matches, right? It
1: does. It's, it's
0: very true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's like, she's like, "Hey, I'm tentacly, but I'm hot still, so it's cool, cool."
1: This is true. This
0: is true. Seriously, I don't, Blizzard. <laughs> I don't know how you, ma- how you managed to keep Krunchara sexy. You did <laughs> With all the tentacles <laughs> and all those extra eyeballs, but she's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "I'm here for this. This works." <laughs> so you, you did it. I'm just saying, you did it.
1: Good job, Blizzard. You did it.
0: You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you were trying, but but you succeeded.
1: <laughs> I imagine they were they were trying some. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, they could make her look like Lady Ashfain or something. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Yeah, this is this is a thing. Do you have anything else you want to add to this, or thoughts, or what this can mean for the future, or does this? potentially change what you think may happen in this expansion?
0: Oh, it definitely changes what I think is going to be happening in this expansion. Now, is is all this going to come to pass? Eh, no, not necessarily, but it's very cool. Right? It definitely feels like this could be a 10-2 or a 10-3 kind of thing. Yeah. Right, if, because this kind of lines up like, okay, Iridacron. Oh, we deal with them in 10-1, but then all this crap happens in 10-2, right? So then now we at least have a... a a bit more of a blueprint of, of where they're trying to go because it does feel like, like I guess the one thing that you were talking about um, in a previous thing, you, you thought you were like, oh, we're going to deal with a reticron in 10.1 kind of, is what it kind of felt like to you. And I was like, I don't know, they could do flamey face, icy guy <laughs> and then a right. is two 10.2, 10.3 which I'm glad that they're probably not going to do that because that would a bit that motif would get old Right. Because it would be the same samey samey as the vault of the incarnates kind of all the way through. So if they decide to throw some Queen of Shara or some void goodness with possibly Zalatath somewhere sprinkled in.
1: Just sprinkle in some Zalatath.
0: Just throw, <laughs> throw give me some of the more Zalatath. Bring back Ilganoth for all I care. Let's, let's Yes, do it. please.
1: Let's... Please, yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> I Yes. I need more Ilgi whispers.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly changes things. I'll put it that way. It certainly changes
1: things. Does. Does. This is cool. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm I want to know all the things now. I want all these hidden secrets to be revealed now. Mm hmm. But I, w- I will patiently soon. wait. Does say Most, soon. Mostly patiently.
0: Soon all that was hidden will be revealed. It says the right soon. in the book.
1: Soon. TM.
0: Mm hmm. Are right, we ready to let the listeners get back to the rest of the show?
1: Yes. We'll see you again soon.
0: See you again in like half a second.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to drink this not purple drink and you're going to read the next one for us.
0: All right. Well, this one is the Lost Expedition Notes. And here is the flavor text. Notes taken by an enthusiastic explorer. Smells vaguely of cheese.
1: (laughs) Why, Why not?
0: Cheese is delicious. These ancient stone tablets are endlessly fascinating. How fortunate that we found them here at the Reach. We have heard rumors of these sending stones before. A message scribed in one could be sent to another, even across great distances. Could they truly have been left by Neltharion himself? Were they instruments of his will? Were they used before or after he succumbed to the influence of the old gods? What secrets might they hold? Could the messages they... Could the messages they held remain intact after all this time? The mind reels with all these questions and more. One cannot help but wonder, though, was someone supposed to destroy these sending stones after they were used? It does seem careless to leave them to to be discovered. If we can decipher the messages in the stones, they could grant insight into the workings of Naltharian's mind and perhaps reveal something of the origins
1: of the (laughs) Drakthir. I really want to decipher these stones. I'm super excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that this is, you know, when we go to Forbidden Reach in 1007, I really hope that this is something that is an, an activity or something we do through questing or whatever, and we get to like read it and you know, tell us things. I like to know things.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just like Neltharion sending, um, you know, like Cinderghost or, you know, whatever his consort was. It's not Cinderghost. it's Syntharia. Sinestra, Sinestra, Cintharia is like whoever, yeah, visage name. Uh, But anyway, yeah, it's maybe that's just like him sending, sending her, you know, grocery list and saying like, "Hey, can you pick up milk?" Right? Because I mean, that's what they are.
1: (laughs) Pick up some sweet potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's just random love notes or something, I I want to know more. This is like deciphering
0: someone's text messages, basically. Is what I'm getting here. It's like. You want to go in his phone and you want to read his texts. I get it. That's, mm-hmm. I get it. Let's see what. I, see I feel what you like want. I
1: should start texting you with like randomly decrypted things now. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of wonder because we've seen throughout Dragonflight and the Dragon Isles so far, like we'll get broken tablets here and there you can click on and read. There's like part of a message on there. I wonder if it's more of those, but with more information, and it's going to be wonderful. I can hope.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Could be.
1: Could be. Well, we're gonna look at the next one really quick. This, this is a different book.
0: Oh, by the way, why did it smell of cheese in the last one?
1: Because maybe, I mean, it's the, the enthusiastic explorer ate cheese while he wrote it. Cheese
0: is delicious. I would eat cheese while I write things. I'm getting like Ratsatouille vibes or something like it was actually some rat eating cheese that was writing this. <laughs>
1: Maybe you never know. You never know.
0: Okay, okay. Continue on with
1: it's okay. I need to get drink water and gather myself for this next one. This next one is called Living Book. The flavor text says this odd little book (laughs) has dimensions that are a little off. The cover looks like a blue leather, but feels like wait, that's not leather. The pages are what is that? Is this book breathing? Better be careful with this one. Here's the text of the book. Ow! Who did that? Who just opened me up? Oh, it's like someone grabbed the sides of my rib cage and tore it open. Ooh, my spine. Wait, someone's looking at me. Someone has tore me open and is looking inside me. Can they hear what I'm thinking? How did I get here? Hey, hey you, what are you looking at? Gods, why am I... Why are you scrying my innards? Oh, the pain. How did you do that? Did you turn something? Maybe you shouldn't do that again. Please don't. Ow! Please, I beg you, close me. Just walk away. I don't know how this happened, but I can feel my life force fading away. Please don't do that weird thing you just did. Don't... You did it again! Oh, gods! My skin! My cover wait am I a book and I'm dying and I am a, the denouement and demise I blame you and the rest of the pages are rest of the pages are blank
0: uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> that's um whoever wrote that I will have what they're having like sounds like a fun time is what I'm getting at Hey there Frank Can you write me a story and act like the book That you just opened is alive And you're just like ripping it apart by its spine hmm? Can you write that story Alright thanks Have it on my desk by noon Alright <laughs> Like what the hell is this story?
1: Oh my gosh
0: <laughs> Like Who requested this book to be put added to the game I
1: don't know at first, I was gonna read "Ooh, my spine is like a seductive kind of thing." Like, "Ooh, my spine." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, no, this book is in pain. It's there's no seduction here." Uh, um, <laughs> <my spine. laughs> I thought about having you read this just blind and go into it, but I was too excited to read this one, <laughs> so I I had to because it was just too it was too good. <laughs> <laughs> So, apparently, there's a living book and for Britain Reach, and you kill it by reading it.
0: Yeah. You monster. You're all monsters. <laughs> this is why you have You're the re- audiobook <laughs> version instead, so you don't have to go and kill innocent books.
1: <laughs> You're releasing old gods and killing books. <laughs> How dare you!
0: <laughs> all right. Well, the next book is A Soldier's Journal. Flavor text. Mottled and worn, this tome has somehow survived the ages. Seems almost as if its fragile pages were once stained by tears. Every day is the same. We train. We train again. Eat. Sleep. Wake. Train. The scale commanders say this should be enough for us, but I do not believe it is. Not for me. There must be more to life than battle, even for soldiers. Yet the earthwarder demands we focus upon nothing else. And when he stands before us, the Oathbinder, aglow upon his fist, I do feel a unity of purpose, a connection to my kin. But off the training grounds of the Reach, in the quiet of the crush, I feel another calling. I wish to sing, to dance. To love another whose heart beats as mine does. Yet I dare not speak of these desires. I am commanded to focus on my duty. Will I ever be more than a soldier? Eat. Sleep. Wake. Train. What world awaits beyond these shores? Eat. Sleep. Wake. Train. Should I survive the battle the Earth Earthwater says is coming... I must find the answer to the questions that burns inside me. I must. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well done. That was was beautiful.
0: (laughs) As you can see on Broadway this spring.
1: (laughs) What I like about this one is it's a little bit of a pink, a pink not a pink, it's a peak. Love pink behind the curtain. Uh, no, no pink, no pink. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went over this already. Uh, but it's a peak behind, <laughs> behind the curtain. Uh, that's the of the tractor's lives and stuff, which is interesting. And we also have a name, or at least the name they used for the titan artifact that now Therion used to control them Oathbinder.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Oath, so that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, look at that. I mean, you can see right here, like. They're obviously not happy with life, mm-hmm. but when Neltarian used the Oathbinder, they feel the unity of purpose and connection to their kin.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> everyone's looking for a purpose in their life. They feel like, you know, beyond the mysterious, beyond, and all that good stuff. And yes, that's a that's a land before time sequel title, if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which sequel? I don't There's so know, like, many 35. of them. <laughs> right.
0: Um. Yeah. It just seems like this soldier is just like hoping for something more. Yet you know, kind of feels like boot camp to me. Like that's. Right.
1: I was gonna ask you if that uh, if you felt that way when you yeah, went there. It's
0: like, I feel another calling.
1: I wish to sing, to
0: dance. Right. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> No, father, I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> I want to sing. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's very relatable, but it's also very funny that it's some soldier in the crash, the, the, the drakthir with a singular purpose, and they're over going like, "I want to be a bard."
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. All right. You ready for this last one? Yeah, I'm I am. Speaking ready of pirates, rock. should have brought some rum for this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a bit longer. But oh, this isn't the last one. This is totally not the last one. I don't know why I thought it was the last one. Either way, I'm reading it now. It's it's gonna happen. The flavor text oh, the book is called Return of the Night Squall. The flavor <laughs> text says stained by salt water and smelling of rum and bananas?
0: Ookum and the Duker.
1: Yep. Okay, this is going to be something. By now, ye all know the legends of Captain Night Squall, the wild-eyed night elf who ran away from his forest home as a boy to sign on with a hardy pirate crew. How through boldness and treachery he rose up the ranks to claim a ship o' his own. Never was there a more daring captain in all the seas than the Night Squall. He sailed through the mist of Pandaria, an age before the alliance and horde ever found it, and made a fortune hauling kegs of brew to the far corners of the world. He plundered their treasure rooms, oak, oh, old oh, oh King Rastakhan, and sacked cold Tyrion villages right under the noses of the not of the not the naughty primworts, <laughs> the, the <laughs> haughty primworts, naughty primworts, Na- close, H- it's close, Night Skull. Has raided more islands in the South Seas. <laughs> that's the Naughty Pelm works. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> okay, focusing. Got this. I'm just not gonna let you continue for a second. I'm gonna actually move my notes so I can cover his face and not look at him for a second. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have to do. Because I'm getting the giggles. Okay. Nice Squall has raided more islands in the South Seas than any captain who ever sailed. He says he stashed so much coal beneath the sands. I can't even do this. Beneath the sands of Telebeam that the islands now rise ten feet higher than when first landed on it. But don't you be thinking about stealing his booty now. Many <laughs> is the tale of a greedy lass or laddie who tried to outsmart the day. nice qual, only to end up feeding the fishes. You've heard these stories a thousand times, I know. Legends traded from one deckhand to another until one might think the tales grew in talon. Some might wonder if they could even have a grain of truth between them. Well, let me tell ye. They be true as starlight. I sailed with the night squall for a spell and seen him do all these things and a hundred more. Of course, ye've likely heard the greatest tell of them all. How after building a brand new flagship, he set sail for the west, promising not to return until he'd seen all there was o the world Taken his share. And taken his share. That was years ago. And many tides have passed without so much as a whisper. Even an old salt like me started to wonder if he'd met his match. That what they say about the western storms be true. That monsters and magic make the oceans impossible to cross. That's in payment for his pride. It was now Night Squall who'd be feeding the fishes in the halls of Neptilon. But hear me now, and I be speaking true. The Night Squall has returned. He ain't telling tales of what he seen on his journeys, but the hulls of the ships that made it back to full to burst in with treasures like you've never seen before. And that ain't all. The Night Squall says he got a new prize in his crosshairs. And to claim it, he aims to build the biggest pirate fleet the world has ever known. So whether ye be tide or Bloodsail, Defias or Freebooter, all are welcome to sail under the Night Squall's flag. Follow him as your new Admiral, and no navy on Azeroth will have a prayer against us. It all starts with the Dragon Isles. Blunder its secrets in the name of Dread Admiral Night Squall. And from there, the world is ours for the taken. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond my little giggle fest and the face you just made me. me. Um, <laughs> it's a fun story. I, I would personally sail with Night Squall, let's be honest. Um, I want to know what this new prize is that he has found.
0: I don't, I, I don't know.
1: He's recruit. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the timing of this is a little weird because it's talking about Iron Tide and Blood Cell Defy as a So I feel like this book came to the Forward and Reach after we discovered the Dragon Isles.
0: Well,. This is yeah. Right. This is definitely after because yeah. the Defias Brotherhood was yeah. yeah,
1: after Storm yeah.
0: That's like nine minutes ago in like this time frame type of thing, right? <laughs> and
1: I like th- I mean, they're recruiting everyone. Yeah, everyone like all all
0: dolls of the pirates. Hmm. I just like the fact that they say you can't take my booty.
1: That's my booty, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can't you you can't have the booty. It's mine. All the booty is mine. I need (laughs) all that booty. (laughs) For so many reasons. Anyways, do you have any thoughts or do you want to go ahead and read the next one? No.
0: My only thought was, yeah, same as yours. What's what's the new prize? I don't know. How did a book this recent get to the Dragon Isles? And they're also talking about, oh, we're going to start looting the Dragon Isles. Okay.
1: Is this how I get my infinite pirate dragon mount? I mean,
0: maybe. Maybe. I mean. This what's weird about this book is this is actually kind of like indicating that this isn't like a far, far off in the back times and the lores and this and that. No, this is like <laughs> this is now. Yeah, this is, this is a thing that could be happening now. This is almost like a hey, this could be like ten point one or something like that. Is, is almost what this freaking thing is saying? Maybe. Maybe it's time do I get for more pirates, pirates
1: this expansion? Yeah. I mean, I am going through pirate withdrawals since BFA. This would be awesome.
0: Yeah, maybe you get pirates. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's just out of left field. They're like, good job for taking out Frazicath. Don't worry about those incarnates there, because
1: there's pirates you gotta deal with. I mean, it does make sense with a new island opening up that there would be pirates to loot the booty, right? Well, yeah, but you can't have that booty.
0: That's their booty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it will be my booty. That's what she said. <laughs> 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 I get all
0: the booty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You want to jump to the next book? Unless you want to talk yeah. about more booty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I can talk about booty all night, so you should probably read the next book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. The next book is titled Words of the Horm Slayer. Flavor text Scrawled by an indelicate...
1: By an indelicate had... It's probably hand. Go I hand. have been typing so much at this point.
0: Yes, we're going to go with
1: the, hand. By an <laughs> indelicate hand,
0: the words on these pages read like the author is shouting at you. <laughs> All right, here we go. The storms have passed. The dragon we were told of. The mighty storm eater is gone. And along with her, the cowardly dragonkin who once served Deathwing. His weakling drag the fled like wolf pups. Ha! This isle is ours to claim. (laughs) Any treasure left behind belong to me. But we must move quickly. Dragons are greedy beasts. They will return soon enough. I will not be denied what is mine by right. Let the dragons come. I will strike them down as I did on the day my name was earned. For I am the worm slayer. Glory eternal will be mine. And should I fall, I will carry the skulls of dragons with me into the halls of valor. Odin be praised. Odin, oh my goodness. I, I came yeah. out of the field.
1: What, where are your djinn? Who the heck is this? I don't know. Who's, who's who's the Worm Slayer?
0: I don't know who no Worm Slayer is. And like the the Odin bit, I was like, oh, this guy really doesn't like dragons. Okay. I was like, what are you, like a centaur or something like that? I was like, okay, you could be like a centaur. No. Freaking Falajar or something like that or Rykel. Or, or like what? What? <laughs> right. <laughs> all of a sudden Odin. Odin be praised. Okay. That's that's interesting. I was not expecting that. Um what Yeah. What what are you what are you thinking?
1: I was just trying to figure out who this wormslayer is. I tried to look some things up, and all I know is that at some point on Forbidden Reach, we do kill someone named Wormslayer. Um, Angvardi, Var- Angvardi. Um, so I don't know if that's the swarm slayer or not. Probably. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, sounds like sounds
1: like this this butt. So yeah, this butt. Yeah. Well, we have one book left, and oh. it's a short one. Yes, it's the opera <laughs> of the as. <laughs> I was gonna sing it now. I can't do that. The opera of the aspects. <laughs> no, the flavor text says. Most of the pages are blank, but there is what appears to be the end of a player written of a play written in the back, as if someone wanted to write the ending first. And it says, A heroic figure stands at the top of a cliff, the wind catching his cape around him heroically. It is Neltharian, savior of dragonkind. <laughs> Maligo says, Neltharian, thank you for saving us all. You are so brave. Yesara says, and heroic. <laughs> Alexstrasza says, and handsome. Caliente. Naltharian says, thank you. You are too kind. And Nazdormo says, and humble. Well, Naltharian says, now that we have defeated... Dot, dot, dot. That's it. <gasps> the rest of the pages are blank.
0: And handsome.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny that the ending is written first. It's kinda of like that movie, oh what was it? Memento? Probably Where you get the ending first and then yeah, like it's I don't know if it's supposed to be, you know, like that, maybe.
0: Um I-, I don't know, maybe. The the only thing that I was thinking of when I you were reading that is okay, let's go ahead and just assume that this is Galakram that they're talking about. It seems the most appropriate, at least. It seems it seems to be anyways. But I also find it very funny. Right. So, like the the wind catching his cape around him. Heroically. Wait, <laughs> savior of Dragon God. <laughs> I've now like got this weird thing in my head where it's instead of kill the web, it's kill galaquan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what?
0: Because <laughs> it's opera of the aspect.
1: <laughs> kill Galakwan, kill Galakwan. God, that opera one from Bugs Bunny is phenomenal. Okay. I, I see it. I see it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the opera of the aspects. And if this I is the like ending, it. It's, it opens up with someone like Elmer Fudd coming out there saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Be we quiet.
0: I'm hunting Galaquan.
1: <laughs> I'd watch that opera.
0: <laughs> we'd, we'd all watch that opera. Just like it's we true. all watched the freaking uh, play in Arden Wheel. It was beautiful.
1: Oh, it was.
0: It was so good. Yeah, it really was. That's like, they. It, how does, a, you stabbed a planet?
1: How does that, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's just a fun little book.
0: Nothing to it, really. No, nothing to it. I just, yeah. It just seems like Neltharion was like writing his own fan fiction or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, I have like a really cool cape. I'm like the savior of kind. Oh, ladies are gonna love this book. Ah, oh, it's great.
1: Like, My- But keep pillows in the breeze. Yeah. I'm a cool guy, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's it. That is, uh, I mean, there might be more books to find on the Forbidden Reach, but those are the ones that are tied to the achievement. So there you go. We have never read them for you. It's true. You are now all librarians of the Reach. Congratulations. Thanks.
0: I appreciate it. (laughs) I like that title. Do I get a title to go with it?
1: Not that I saw.
0: A librarian would be cool.
1: That would be cool.
0: Yeah, I would like that title. But <laughs> speaking of titles, how how would you like a title in real life? Hmm? How would you like one of those? You could have one <laughs> by do by doing this simple thing. All you got to do is you go to patreon.com slash live, lore, and you can earn the title patron of live, laugh, lore. It'd be like, you know, Jim. Gin. <laughs> A patron of Live Left Lore. <laughs> so yeah, this is our little way of saying thank you to all those wonderful people, IRL, that went out there and supported us and earned that title, Patron of Live Left Lore. Each and every one of you, you're fantastic. And here is a huge thank you to all of those that went above and beyond and became a top patron. Top patron. Fireworks. Right? So... <laughs> And here's a little t- thing, a little ditty that we like to say thank you to each and every one of you. So I'm going to do that to all you top patrons out there. And that's the first one up is Margo, Mar- Marjo, Marjo, Margo. I almost look at that. You simplified it for me, Marjo Fichon, and I even almost screwed it up. Do you see that? Look, at that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Margo, like, <laughs> it's like some of your name like a, like a poodle, right? <laughs> margo <laughs> but you know who is not named after a poodle that's ikkis that's right <laughs> absolutely i mean you can name a poodle I guess why not well man i suppose you could it's just not it doesn't jump to your mind like oh that's a. Poodle. that's true that's true but if that is your poodle name that's rocks that's awesome because your name rocks ikkis you're amazing and speaking of rocking that's right sarith you rock thanks for the uh thanks for the fantastic uh Nate's in cars, it, right? That was that a,
1: was fantastic.
0: <laughs> so yeah, huge thank you to uh, you responding to me with your luby brain because I got a really big kick out of that. All right, and, uh, and a big thank you to you as well, Nadeon. I appreciate you and you, you're you wonderful. And speaking about Mr. Lego Man himself, it is Mud crafting all the Lego things that make me going to go, oh, I want another Lego set. Yes, <laughs> that's what you're doing to me right now, Mud. I keep stopping by and target. Taking a look at him going like, Ooh, "Legos, yeah, yeah." Then, then we also have a huge thank you to Chris Malor. That's yes, absolutely Chris Malor. You'd be fantastic, Chris Malorn, as we discussed last time. Yes, <laughs> and then obviously a huge and fantastic thank you to Dungeon Master Burke, host of World Building with Burke, the fantastic show that has made its triumphant return. You know, after he got you know stable internet, right? Great show. I love listening to it, and hey, I don't know. He's he, sometimes he hints around how he talks about other DMs on there. Hey, hit me up. I'd totally be totally be a guest on your show if that's what you're hitting at. Yeah, let me know. And then finally, <laughs> the one with the greatest <laughs> name that comes to the freaking expansion dragonfly. Yes, it's your chorus. He stole it. Everyone, he had the best one. That's yep. true. Yep, he did. And that's just a huge thank you to every single one of you. You're wonderful. Thank you all. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story.
1: This is just a nice little short story coming out of my own state, Colorado. There is a project that was started back in 2021 by Denver's Children's Hospital to try and cheer up their young patients during the pandemic. What happens is that the children draw their own version of a perfect snowman. They could look like any kind of, it could be vampire snowman, whatever it is. It just, they, they do it, there. they do their thing. Volunteers then recreate these snowmen to the best of their ability, taking pictures or videos to share with the children. So far, 200 families have recreated these drawn snowmen. And, you know, these families also usually send letters of encouragement and whatnot to children at the hospital as well. And this year is being funded through state lottery and a project called Generation Wild, which aims to get Colorado kids and families outside more often. So it's a positive boost for these poor children stuck in the hospital and their families, as well as the staff that takes care of them. I could definitely use that boost. And the snowman creations from (laughs) these are pretty fantastic. If you want to actually see them, you can go to your favorite social media feed and use the hashtag say hi with a snowman. All in a word, obviously, and you can actually see the pictures that these snow creations are, and uh, it's pretty great. And they're hoping to spread news of it, maybe you know, have it happen with more families, maybe even around the country, around the world, whatever, well, areas that get snow. And they're just trying to spread news about it because it's pretty, it's pretty great, pretty great.
0: This is pretty awesome. Um. And I don't know, I just think this is the coolest freaking thing. And then when you were discussing this, it couldn't help but remind me of one of my favorite comic strips as a child. And that is obviously Calvin and Hobbes. Because Calvin loved, Calvin loved make all sorts of snowmen. And some of the snowmen that he created are some of the funniest stuff. Which includes the picture that I just sent to Ellie in Discord. <laughs> Attack of the deranged mutant killer monster snow goons. So, (laughs) if a child drew some of the snowmen that Calvin would create, and that there was a family out there that would actually go out there and recreate it, that family is the best. That's all I'm trying to say. Like that is the the greatest thing ever.
1: Yeah, and I love it because they're also the families that are participating in this. They're also teaching their children, or just they themselves. They're they're spreading kindness and positivity. If they're doing it with their children to build these snowmen, then they're teaching his children. How to be kind and how to you know give of yourself and your time to help others and lift others up, which I also love. And as you can imagine, people in Children's Hospital could really use that. So it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great. You can actually sign up online to participate and be a part of this. And so because they are trying to you know spread more people, the the campaign for 2023 is just starting. And it runs to the end of March. So they're trying to get, you know, more people into it. So it's, it's pretty fantastic. And the, what these people do with snowman is awesome. <laughs> Love it.
0: Yeah. That sounds, that sounds amazing. I, I actually want to see if I could just search for that hashtag to see if I can just find some of the yeah, pictures. I the found it on Twitter. Snowman.
1: Say, say hi with a snowman.
0: Yeah. Maybe like a chick Instagram. I feel like the really fancy ones might be because, you know, maybe, maybe, Twitter's like where some of the good
1: I'm sure there's some really good ones on Twitter but I feel like the- there. Were, I was surprised how many there were actually I'm to go find some snowmen adorbs <laughs> maybe there's a dragon snowman
0: yeah that'd be nice Trogdor snowman
1: Trogdor thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Floor if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at LivLaughLorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com/slash and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali Live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash Andres, And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash Jen's Joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore Lord. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint and you can follow Ali at Alianders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.
0: Eat, sleep, wake, train.